This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and today we're going to be talking about discernment. We're going to be talking about how to stay where God is and how to avoid putting your foot in your mouth. Foot in mouth disease is one of the most common killers among content creators and Christians today. And it's totally preventable. And the way we prevent it is we walk in discernment. Um, and so I want to help you with that. So make sure you listen to the end. I'm going to share a personal story of a highly known and sought after minister who I have parted ways with. Not going to be name dropping, uh, so don't come here for dirt or gossip, but I want to help you understand how I navigated this situation because it was very tricky, and uh, discernment, wise counsel, and much prayer helped me avoid um, just some a, a lot of trouble that probably would have come. So I'm going to walk you through that, but we're going to get into some scripture. First, thanks for listening, guys. We're, we're smashing uh, streams right now. I mean, over 1,200, 1,500 streams a day, some days, which is incredible. I think we could hit half a million at the end of the year. That's a half a half a million people that have heard, um, not just the gospel, but, but, but deep, uh, studies, deep, um, dives into things that not only, you know, the gospel is incredible. The gospel is what saves, but sadly people depart from the gospel. Um, because, you know, their soil wasn't good, or they got distracted, they, they, this is the parable of the sower, right? They had their eyes on other things, and the reason I have this podcast is because I want to help you endure. I don't care how you respond to the gospel. I care how your life responds to the gospel 10 years from now, 20 years from now. When I was at this Asbury Revival, quick note, you know, I, I'm not necessarily impressed with 19-year-olds that are clapping for Jesus. Um, I am impressed with the 70-year-old man that I saw who was on the ground weeping, clinging to the altar, and people were commenting on my Instagram, and they were saying, that's my pastor. He has been faithful for decades. Like, that is impressive to me, because you go through a lot of life in 40, 50, 60 years. You go through a lot of life in 10 years. And that guy is still burning for Jesus. That's impressive. That is why I have this podcast. I want to help you endure. And one of the ways you're going to endure is by learning how to discern. Um, so please help me continue to reach people by sharing this podcast. Some of you may know, but last year we were in the top 1% of all podcasts shared on Spotify. That includes Joe Rogan, who is like massively popular, right? So thank you for sharing. And listen, if you want to go deeper and learn how to overcome, that's why I started a nonprofit called Overcomers. I am hosting the first discipleship school of many, I promise you. The first discipleship school is happening July 16th through the 28th here in Dallas. Um, the first 50 slots are already spoken for, uh, so, and I was only going to do 50, but I think we're going to open it up to more. So if you're really interested and you can get yourself here to Dallas, I will cover lodging. 
send me a DM on Instagram at Shane.Winnings. Finally, we're still looking for 76. I need to update. We got a new one. 76 partners to give a dollar a day. We got a lot of things going on this year. Please help support our mission and our ministry. A dollar a day is $30 a month. You can sign up at ShaneWinnings.com. And then send me a DM on Instagram so I can add you to the monthly donor Zoom. We have one coming up uh, tomorrow night. Really exciting. Okay, here we go. Let's get into some scriptures. Here is Proverbs ten thirteen. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding. But a rod is for the back of him who is, who is devoid of understanding. Uh, another translation says, Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has discernment. The word discernment means to distinguish in the sense of gaining understanding by being able to separate or decide between. Here is a verse that we love to use, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. Now, we usually stop here. Most people do, honestly, on Instagram or Twitter, or wherever, they want to justify their argument, and so they just stop here because they throw that verse out. Well, make sure you test the spirits because there's many false prophets. Okay? Well, there's more to this. Let's keep reading. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. So our ultimate goal is to decide, is this from God? Now, this isn't an episode dedicated to the Asbury Revival. We've already belabored that enough. There's revival haters, there's revival critics, whatever. I'm done talking about that. I've already done a couple interviews. I've already posted my piece about that. This is not about that. But this message on discernment can help you in areas like that. With all of that being said about testing the spirits and understanding that discernment is distinguishing, separating for the purpose of gaining understanding, here is a reverence that we need to carry. This is out of Acts 5. Now, the the disciples were arrested, and uh, some of the council members wanted to kill them. Here's what it says. We're reading Acts 5, 33 through 39. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people, and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, he's talking to the council, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain. And all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, You cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. Listen to the reverence that this Pharisee had for God. He's saying, look, if if this is a work of men, it's going to die out. Don't even worry about it. Just let these guys do their thing. 
But I'm telling you this, if this is of God, one, you will not be over, be able to overthrow it. You're not going to stop it. <clears throat> Two, you might even find yourself fighting against God. Discernment is key. And discernment is very needed, especially in this day and age. I've, you know, I'm new to the social media scene in the last three years. Many of us are, honestly. Preaching on social media has never been how it is now. Discernment is so key because there are so many sound bites that will come across, so many clips, so many things that will come across and they might impress you. And you might want to repost but you haven't looked into what they're actually saying. What's the context of what they're saying? Like, would you support the whole message, not just that clip? Have you looked into the person that you're reposting? Like, I don't repost someone. There's a lot of things that I listen to, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But then I go look at the person's page, or I listen to a different part of that message, and I'm like, I actually don't, I don't support this. And I'm not going to repost someone just because they said one thing that I agree with, you know, or they went off for 60 seconds. Like, do you stand behind the message of that person? When you repost someone, you are vouching for them in a sense. You're saying, hey, this person is worth listening to. And on another level, you're telling your followers, hey, this is someone that we should be listening to. This is someone maybe you should be following. And that's a slippery slope. And I'm going to talk to you about one person. Uh... Who is, who is becoming extremely popular, sought after worldwide. And um, I'm just trying to be careful because there is a, there is a um, you know, I'm not trying to drag anyone through the dirt. However, there are lessons to be learned and taught here. And I want to do that well. Um, so if I'm a little slow in delivering this, just have grace with me because it'd be much easier if I just name dropped and then I could just talk freely, but I don't want to do that. Even if it might be obvious to some people, I don't care. Um, I don't want to do that. So let me just say this. Just because someone seemingly has a successful ministry does not mean that the Lord is there. Doesn't mean that the Lord is with them doesn't mean that the Lord is blessing it. Even if they are moving in signs and wonders, it does not mean that God is there. doesn't mean he endorses or supports it. How could I say this? Matthew 7. I go back to this a lot, guys. Doing the works of Jesus do not prove that you belong to him. Now, a Christian should do the works of Jesus, but simply seeing someone do the works of Jesus does not mean that they know God and that God knows them. Matthew 7. Many are going to come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these miracles in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Prophesy in your name. And Jesus says what? Depart from me. I never knew you. You workers of iniquity. You practice you practices practice you who practice lawlessness so there are there are people who are actively moving in the gifts of the spirit that one day will say lord lord and he'll say i don't even know who you are well you might say well how are they doing all these miracles because the name of jesus is powerful 
The name of Jesus is what heals the sick. The name of Jesus is what casts out a demon, not your anointing or your level of whatever. It's the name of Jesus. Now, there is a, there's a privilege for us as believers, and Jesus made this clear. He says, if you ask anything in my name without doubting, it shall be done for you. And so there is a place for us as believers to walk in different levels of authority, but the level of your authority has to do with your revelation of the one that you're praying to. It's not because you're some amazing authoritative person that you can heal the sick. I would argue that it is actually your level of uh, surrender and your your authority is your reverence to the Lord and your understanding and your yielding to Him, understanding that it has nothing to do with you except that you are in faith that He will come and do what He said He will do. So anyone who's like, I have this authority, I have this anointing, and I need to give it to you. That is a load of crap because the gifts of the Spirit come from the Spirit, not from a man. Now, do I believe in impartation? Like, do I believe that uh, in mantles? Of course. I mean, it's biblical. Elijah gave his mantle to Elisha, and we've seen this throughout the Scriptures. I believe there's people that are walking in um, giftings in ways that are unique or that, you know, we just have not seen. And I believe you hang around those people and you, um, you know, you pray with those people and you understand, you know, their relationship with the Lord. I believe that you can receive an impartation. Like, I'm not against that. What I'm saying is I don't, I don't walk around and say, listen, I am moving in such authority in, in confidence and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to impart to you all of the confidence in, in the Lord and in my own identity that I have. No. The way that I got confidence in the Lord and in myself is I walked through hell on earth. I went through trial after trial. I spent time in the prayer closet when no one was looking, and God formed that in me, and he's still doing it. I haven't arrived. Now, there's been times that I'm walking in a it feels like I'm walking in a, a level of healing or deliverance or whatever that I have not seen before. And it's like as if God is doing a unique thing at that time. And I don't pretend that it's because I'm awesome or because I have this anointing and it's available to, to give away. That's, that's not how it works. And so the reason I'm saying this is because it's important to lay the groundwork. You can't be impressed by someone's ministry. You can't be impressed by someone's ability to gather a crowd. You can't be impressed by uh, good editing and, and the music in the background making it dramatic and, you know, people or whatever. That cannot alone vouch for a person if they are of God. And so we're talking about this person that I distanced myself from. Um, I had done an event with them, and I just noticed that uh, I, I was not allowed. You know, I, I had done events with people, and we did things together. You know, I went out all the time with my best friend Jacob and, and his brother Jonah, and we would pray for people, and it was just we would all pray, and it was just awesome. Or we'd open air preach, and then we'd all whatever. You know, or I've done events with. Uh, pastor like Mike Signorelli, I love him. And we would do, we would speak together and then we would, you know, pray 
for people and it would, we would back and forth and it was, I mean, it was just, we're working together. We're led by the spirit. It was awesome. And this particular person, we were going to do an event together. And when it came time for them to, uh, begin to pray, I was kind of informed, uh, that it would be just them praying. It would not be me. It was just that person. And I felt that that was very strange um, because we're there together. We're ministering together. Like this is a, this isn't about one person, you know, it's not even about two people. It's about God, but we're the ones who are leading the meeting. And, uh, and so that was just kind of a strange thing for me. It, it created this feeling. Honestly, I felt very awkward because I was just like, okay, you know, I'm here to do this meeting together and. I'm, I'm almost like not allowed to pray with you, you know, for people. It's kind of your deal. And so I kind of just skirted off to the side and I just began to lay hands on people uh, who were at the meeting one-on-one. We saw deliverances. We saw some healings. It was really amazing. We connected with a couple who had um, recently lost their baby and we were just able to minister to them, my wife and I, and it was so powerful. But I, I didn't forget that. I was like, that was just really weird. And as time went on, I began to see some concerning content floating around social media. Um, I began to see, well, first I actually had some people reach out to me and they're like, hey, what do you think of this? And they were sending me um, clips, things I hadn't seen. And I will tell you what was very concerning was there was a clip where this person was uh, doing a deliverance on someone and there is a boy actively manifesting on the ground. I mean, he had to have been between the ages of like seven and 12. Young boy. And he's manifesting on the ground. I mean, he's like convulsing everywhere. And the parents are right there. And this person looks at the parents and says, God just spoke to me and said, if you sow a seed into my ministry, he will deliver your child. And I was so angry when I saw that. I wanted to scream. I was so angry. You will never find that in the Bible. Ever. Jesus never tied money to freedom. He never tied money to getting delivered. He never tied money to getting healed. Ever. And so I was like, this is wrong, man. Like, And so I thought, you know what? Maybe... I don't know. There's something wrong with this, but like maybe there's more to it because, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I really do Um, because I already know that my flesh is very critical and maybe you can identify with that. My flesh did not like what was going on. My flesh wanted to just uh, call this person up and just yell at them or make a post or something, which I don't do. And so I said, okay, I'm going to look into some more stuff. And I found another clip a few days later of this person. They were preaching, and they began to preach about how um, every covenant is sealed with a sacrifice. And I believe this is out of Psalm 133. Uh, It's somewhere in the Psalms. I think it's 133. And so every covenant is sealed with a sacrifice, a.k.a. Jesus made a new covenant with us, and that was sealed by him sacrificing himself 
for us, for the sins of the world. Like that is the point of that passage. It is talking about Jesus Christ sealing a covenant with his sacrifice. And remember, a covenant is like, it's between man and God. It's not talking about uh, driving out a demon or healing a sick person. That's not a covenant. That is just a working of the Holy Spirit. Jesus wasn't forming a covenant with the leper when he touched him. He was revealing the power and the glory of God to him, driving out the sickness and making him whole. But he wasn't forming a covenant with that person. He formed a covenant with the whole world, and anyone who comes to him can be a part of that covenant. That's the gospel. And um, and so anyways, I'm like, well, maybe they just misinterpreted this passage. And later there was a video where they had... Um, you know, delivered some people. And again, I will be just really honest. Um, using discernment, I had also talked to a very respected worship leader who was at one of these events with that person, and they described the very same type of behavior. They weren't allowed to pray. Their team wasn't allowed to pray. It was all about the one person. And they said it felt like some of the deliverances were not real. Like it just felt fake. They said, look, I don't have evidence. I can't articulate why. I'm just telling you in my spirit it, it didn't feel right. And they said, I got back on my bus or wherever, and my team was there. And I just said, hey, what did you guys think about tonight? And one of the team members, or maybe it was multiple, but I know one of them said, I don't know if this is right to say or not, but that felt like it was fake. And so multiple people were feeling the same way. And I remember watching this video and uh, of, a, of another occasion, and I just felt, something just fell off in my spirit. And again, I, I don't know for a fact that that is my spirit talking to me, because I am still working out my salvation. I am still practicing hearing the voice of God. I am still working on discernment. And so I can't just say, well, God told me this. I, I, I was like, I don't know this to be true for sure, but I just feel like this was not right. And so I began to have these questions, whereas I would watch other videos or I would see other deliverances, and I never thought twice about it. But sometimes I did. And so you've got, you've got this personal experience I have. You've got this trusted worship leader and friend who tells me this testimony. And then now I'm seeing more stuff on social media. I'm seeing what appears to be either a, a incorrect usage or... You know, I'm thinking, God forbid, a twisting of a scripture. And then what finally sealed the deal for me was I saw another video, and these people had allegedly been delivered. And as they're going back to their seat, the minister says, okay, now, if you just got delivered, you need to sow a seed. You need to sow a seed financially into my ministry so that the demons do not come back. And I wanted to throw my computer out of the window because that is manipula—that is spiritual manipulation. That is never in the Bible. That is playing on fear. Someone who just manifested a demon and allegedly got set free. I don't know because I'd also heard testimonies from another trusted friend that I did ministry with who said, hey, these people went to these meetings they manifested demons, and they, uh, they were up front and allegedly got delivered. But later, they came to me, and they were worse off than when they showed up. And we had to do 
more ministry and, and actual deliverance on them for them to get free. And they expressed that they had trauma from that meeting. So guys, I have all of this info coming in. And I'm like, God, what do I do? And when I hear this thing about you need to sow a seed in order to stay free, I was so mad because that is not in the Bible. And so I, I, I talked to some very trusted uh, counsel, some people that sit on my board, and I said, let me get all the information, let me do my own research, and then I'm going to call this person. And I did. I called them, and I just said, hey, listen, because there was a lot of stuff beginning to circulate about them uh, on social media, some talks, I mean, some things were coming out. And there was some more damaging information that I won't share because if I share that piece of information, some of you will know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not trying to keep it hidden, but I'm not trying to like blast it out there either. But I'm just telling you there's some more background information that if I were to tell you it, it it would, you'd immediately know who it was. But it there were some major red flags regarding their covering. And I'll just leave it at that. And so I said, I called this, I texted this person. I said, hey, you and I need to have a talk. Um, because there's a lot going on and I have not talked to you yet and I'm not making a case against you, but I do have some things I want to present and I want to hear your side because we're friends and they were like, okay. And so we talked on the phone for over an hour, maybe it was like an hour and a half. And I went through every single thing that concerned me and the root of it was this passage covenant is sealed with the sacrifice. And I said, listen, I don't know if you're misinterpreting that or what, but when you heal someone or when you deliver someone, that is not a covenant. You're not forming a covenant with that person. You're just, you're, you're manifesting. The Holy Spirit is manifesting using you to heal a person, to cast out a demon, whatever. I said, you're not doing, you're not forming any covenant. God is not forming a covenant with that person. I, I, I've prayed for people to be healed that were unbelievers. Like God is, that doesn't make them born again. God's not forming a covenant with them. That's on them. But regardless, you know, doing the works of Jesus is not creating a covenant. And I said, do you understand this verse is about Jesus's sacrifice? And they were unwilling to accept that. Or receive it. And they said, well, my covering told me that I'm, I'm fine. And that was very concerning to me because I said, listen, you have some very respected people in this community who have all reached out to you in some way. I'm the only person who called them and actually talked to them. And they thank me for that. Um, but I said, people have, have said things to you. They've texted you. They've messaged you. They've commented like, most of the community is not behind you in this area, and that should say something. And they said, well, my covering is said it's okay, and so I'm just going to go with them. And that's very concerning to me. And so I said, listen, are you saying that you will not stop preaching this or doing this? Because I'm telling you, I believe maybe you were in ignorance, but now you're going to be doing it willfully because I just explained to you what this verse means and why the way you're doing it is wrong, and it's actually manipulative. And they said, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to stop. And I said, okay, well, I can no longer support you or your ministry. Uh, I'm for you as a person, and I pray that 
God reveals truth to you, but I want you to know that I will not support you anymore. I said, I'm not going to slam you online or anything, but I will not support you one bit and until you repent. And I'm really, I'm worried for your soul. And they thanked me. And that was a very difficult thing to do. And it has continued to be difficult in ways because many of my friends still post this person. They still follow this person. They still want to go to meetings. They still, uh, you know, interact with their content. And I'm seeing this person um, growing in popularity. I just saw a very, very, very large church um, did, did some content with this person. And they are talking about they're excited for what's going to come. And I was deeply concerned because... I believe that there is a lack of discernment. When when someone here's here's how you peel it back. It's not just that someone might be off in an area. If someone is manipulating people through spiritual uh, manifestations, if you're manipulating people who are being delivered or healed, and you're using that to have them sow into your ministry, money, to give money. Sowing into the ministry means pay me, give an offering. What is the motivation behind that? This is what you have, This is where discernment comes in. It's not just the fact that, oh man, they're doing that, I don't like that. It goes deeper. What is the motive? Why is a person okay with manipulating people spiritually in front of the world, doing things on live stream, doing, making content that goes viral, manipulating people spiritually in order to make money. I'm telling you that the heart of that person is not in a good place. And the Bible says that where there is selfish envy and where there is uh, self-seeking or pride, there is every evil thing. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And I'm telling you that if you would manipulate a person who is coming to you to get freedom or to hear the gospel or to get free, and you will play on their fear, you will play on their ignorance, you will exercise your authority as someone to be respected and looked up to because you're this worldwide known traveling preacher, minister, And anything you say, people are going to take it with some level of authority just because of who you are. And you are going to play on their emotions and get them to sow into your ministry financially. There is something very twisted in here. And that is what led me to reach out and to to part ways. Because I said, "It's, it's more than just this. And I believe, and I told them this on the phone. I said, I hate to say this, and I pray that you repent or something happens beforehand. But I believe that there is a giant fall in your future if you do not stop. Because the people that head down this road, they typically don't just fizzle out. There is some type of massive failure. And as I began to speak out against this, I had more people uh, who used to be friends with this person come out and begin to speak to me about some behind-the-scenes things that were really ugly. And so all of that to say... That stuff kind of confirmed what I felt like I was discerning by the Spirit, but there was a period where I didn't know. Let me tell you what I didn't do. 
I didn't put my foot in my mouth by getting angry at one or two videos, reposting and saying, this person's a total idiot, they're a fraud, they're this, they're that. Or here, let me give you 10 reasons why this person is a false preacher. I didn't do that. There are times when I have, you know, someone has blatantly, this was not blatant to me, I really had to dig into this. But there's been times where megachurch pastors have used the pulpit to push abortion. And I literally made a video about them because that's night and day. I mean, no Christian could support abortion. And so I made a video and I said, hey, here's what this person said. And I'll play the clip. I let them speak for themselves. And I said, this is wrong. Here's why. Don't follow this person. But when it comes to areas of spiritual abuse, spiritual manipulation, someone who's twisting the word and it's not quite cut and dry, it's not black and white, you can't just run your mouth. You have to carry that reverence of acts where you go, man, I feel like this isn't from God, but I can't say right now for certain, and I don't want to speak out against the thing that God's doing. I am going to dive into this. I'm going to do due diligence to this. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to dig. I'm going to study the scriptures. I'm going to talk to as many people as I can without airing dirty laundry. I wasn't calling people and saying, hey, listen, I need to talk to you about this person. Can you believe they said this, this, and this? And oh man, I didn't go gossip to 10 people to get more dirt. I would contact people and I would say, hey, listen, and these are people I trusted. And I said, listen, I have some concerns, very big concerns. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I've seen. One, can you give me some insight? Two, do you think that I'm discerning correctly? What are you hearing? Three, have you heard anything on your own apart from what I just told you? And I did that multiple different times. And it took me some time before I ended up confronting this person, which is the next step. If someone is in error, you confront them. You don't make a public spectacle um, unless it's something so egregious that needs to be addressed instantly. You know, like if, if a well-known pastor that's super respected right now came out and said, I believe there's another way to God, I wouldn't call them. I would make a post about that immediately. And I would say, hey, uh, well, it honestly, actually, it depends. It, you know, if it was one of my best friends, I would try to call them immediately. But if I couldn't get a hold of them, I would make a post. And I would say, guys, I, I'm going to try to figure out what's going on here, but you need to know this. This is not the truth. There is only one way to God. It's through Jesus Christ. I really don't know what's going on. I pray this is some weird sick joke or prank or something. But, you know, and I would, I would make that right because I am also a shepherd, and I need to make sure that those who are following me or those who see this content online are hearing the truth. And the problem is a lot of people don't get into their word on their own. And so they will tend to listen to a podcast like this or to messages that I preach or others, and they will just take that as law. And there is, an, there is a weighty thing there. I mean, pre, it says not everyone should be teachers or preachers because we're going to be held more accountable. So in one sense, you do have um, some expectation on a teacher and a preacher to give you the true gospel, but that doesn't relieve you of your own ability to seek the scriptures and seek God on your own. In fact, you should be doing that. But the problem is there are people who have developed a sense of authority because of a following, because of a few good videos, because of a few good posts. And all of the sudden, if they say something that's off, it's going to cause a divide. 
and people are going to be confused. And it's people like me and others who are left to try to help people sort out what the truth is. And we do that by using discernment. Discernment can be a messy process, but it is a necessary one. And I'm telling you, and I say this with confidence and I'm not boasting. I have been able to keep my foot out of my mouth for the better part of my Christian life. For the better part of seven years, I have avoided putting my foot in my mouth because I did not just say something quickly. Remember, we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, quick to take everything in, process it, take it up against the Word of God, talk about it with wise counsel, pray about it, even talk to the person it came from, and then process it and figure out where to go from there. Too many people hear something, see something, they have a knee-jerk reaction, just like the, the media who is secular. Guys, we have a lot of Christians that act just like the world. They hear something crazy, they see something crazy, they repost it immediately, and then what do you see in the comments? Hey, this is fake. Hey, I found this on Google to be fake. I did a two-second search. Like, do you not do any research? Or, hey, this is not true. Hey, this is that. People constantly, with major followings, are putting their foot in their mouth with what could have been avoided by simple research, by simple prayer, by not having a desire, which I believe is the main culprit, is a desire for attention. They know, man, if I post this on my page, my followers are going to run with it. I'm going to get a ton of views, a ton of likes, a ton of follows. On certain platforms, I'll get paid for this because of the engagement. That can't be our motive, guys. Our motive has to be love. Our motive has to be truth. And we do that by discerning, is this of God or is this not? And it's not always a very fast decision. Amen. Guys, I hope this helped you in some way. Just being honest and walking you through a very difficult time that I had. Um, this was in 2022, actually. This was last year when I was walking through all this. So I hope it helped. Um, maybe I'll do more episodes like this, just helping people navigate discernment is a much needed tool. There are so many teachers out there who sound good, but if you really bump their stuff up against the gospel and you really look into what they stand for and all that kind of stuff, you will begin to see that they are so far from God and they are not people that you should be following. And so I hope that I helped open your eyes, open your ears a little bit to seeking God, seeking the word and using discernment to find truth. Amen. All right, guys, thanks. Listen, if this helped you, please share it. Share this podcast, help more people gain discernment, and I will see you next time.